week, Freak Treat, The Beverly's. Episode one, Meet the Beverly's. I'm Adam. I'm so excited to meet the Beverly's. And you're in. And I'm Steve. And I'm pretty sure I requested the motorcycle noises. But can you, Adam, remind me and all our fudge packers out there why I wanted uh, motorcycle engines? Well, because this week we're talking about a brand new midweek freak treat, and it is... We wanted to trick (laughs) all you fudge packers into thinking that we were doing Sons of Thunder or Sons of Thunder Redemption, the spinoff series. But we're not. We're doing the Tommy Blaze written and created series 2019's The Beverly's. Gotcha, Bick. (laughs) Oh, you you huge bit. Yeah, we got you good. Um, we're gonna do Sons of Thunder someday, <laughs> for sure. Like, get your calendars ready. We're gonna give you a date Mark someday. Em. Let's give them a date. What? Uh, let's say June 30th. We're starting Sons of Thunder. That's a 2025 promise. for sure. 2020 question mark for sure. You can count on that. The month, yeah. the date, and the year are all question marks. But one day we will do Sons of Thunder, and then we'll do the show. <laughs> and it's going to be a long journey, too. We're not going to, like, come out and do some, like, pissy 15-minute episode and, like, watch a half of an episode. No. We're going to give you the full meal deal. Oh, yeah. We're going to watch the full episode and then talk about 5% of it like we do with all of these shows. So you're going to get a really good handle on just what Sons of Thunder is about. But that's a tale for another time because this week and for the next eight weeks, we're talking about Pure Flix's original, Tommy Blaze produced and starred in, The Beverly's. I feel like the with the midweek freak treat that it's like a sliding scale. We start off really good, talk about, like, uh, the episode for, like, 25 to maybe even 40% of the episode. Yeah. And then as the episodes go on, it definitely gets less and less. Well, the the shine wears off pretty quick, I think. And, uh, I mean, it took, like, 18 episodes for the shine to wear off for Malibu Dan and then, like, hitting the brakes, it was, like, episode two, we were already, like, we hate this show, and Fat Chance... Uh, maybe like four episodes before we were kind of over it so this one though it's only eight episodes that's not nearly enough time for us to get bored of it and how could we get bored of it what a treat this show is i'm already bored of it wow (laughs) all right fair enough (laughs) fair enough well that's what you're in for ladies and gentlemen and everything in between Uh, we're already bored of it well, I'm certainly already bored of it. I hate this show, but I uh, I want to give it to you, the listeners. Steve wants to power bottom your ears into submission. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah, he wants to power bottom your ears into submission. And you know what? Yeah. You should just let him, is all I'm saying. As long as you're a willing participant, I am going to rock bottom that which you hold sacred. Why are you already bored of this show? There's so much meat on them bones. I miss uh, Fat Chance already. I I loved watching That's something crazy. for five minutes and getting really, really into it. And now I have to spend like 25 minutes watching like a, 
a Z-rated Nickelodeon show? This uh, isn't worth my freaking time. You might call it a Z-rated Nickelodeon show, but I would call it an A-rated Pure Flix original. <laughs> Man, I love the argumentative nature of this so far. <laughs> I think we're on opposite spectrums, and as always, we're going to meet in the middle, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. We're both definitely on the spectrum, and uh, and we just we love this show and hate this show it's uh you know it's like it's the yin and the yang it's you know it's uh it's amore yeah well it's midweek freak treat it's not early week glorious time this is we're getting at the meat of the matter mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this didn't this isn't some glory hole entertainment show this is a yeah. show about thomas blaze himself starring writing not directing but like he made this show and to to yeah. know that watching the show it's like what is this tommy blaze what like you created this why did you create this why is this a thing you wanted to do besides money obviously money number one but number two why and make the theme song simpler so we know why like we knew <sighs> He was a race car driver yep. driving around the track, yep. and then, whoa, he whoa. crashed into a mall. Of course, yeah. Well, he didn't crash into a wall. The ghost of his dead father, who had just died, possessed him, caused him to crash into the wall so that he would have to yeah. quit and then inherit the uh, hotel. So the, even that theme song lied to us. Whoa! <laughs> and that, that's hard to say, right? It's hard to get all that. Whoa, my dad possessed my spirit. He just died, but then he possessed me, and then he crashed into the wall doesn't roll off the tongue as much as i crash into the wall very much so but like i think they could have taken some cues from that theme song and like rammed them into the beverages oh see i disagree i think that this theme song is exactly the same as malibu dan well not malibu dan but more in line with hitting the brakes because it's just like we're three girls and we're living in a house and tommy blaze is our dad and we're having a great time and that's the beverly's and, and like it, it just literally beat for beat like and i'm the sassy one and i'm this one and i'm that one and it just tells you exactly who they are and exactly what's going on it's perfect well i'm a dumb slow man and i feel like the theme song was too fast it was all over the places there it's here it's Ah, we're kids and we're doing the thing. Ah. I loved it, but I I needed to like get turned slower. It it needed more woes. That's the yeah. thing. There was no woes. There's no <laughs> moment. There wasn't right. a, there's not a moment in the theme song we could latch on to. So I agree that it's missing it's certainly not their strongest effort, but yeah. it's still it's got the spirit of uh and and the thing is we got seven more episodes to hear it. I'm sure by the end of this show, we'll be singing along to it every week. Yeah, we'll definitely know the names of the characters and the cast, the crew, probably, key grip. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, we, we definitely didn't get a whoa moment. And it allows me, as a dumb, slow person, to take a breath and to, like, process everything that I just heard. Cause, yeah, he's a race car driver. Going around the track. Whoa. Whoa, okay. And wait. then I get to get to the rest of the stuff. Exactly. You get the whoa, and then your brain catches up. It goes, oh, he's a race car driver around the track. And then, whew, it just <laughs> slams right in there, right? So, oh, now I understand. He's a race car driver. He was driving around the track. And then, whoa, he crashed into the mall. That's amazing. <laughs> 
eight, yeah. se- six minutes into this new series, and we're already talking about hitting the brakes. <laughs> we, didn't talk, we didn't even mention it in Fat Chance once. Oh, it's so nice to say fat and not have to censor it anymore. It's the best. Yeah, and you dumb idiots out there have no idea what the Beverly's are at all yet. No. And uh, But I, I think it's... Uh, you know, apt to make a comparison between this show and um, whoa, hitting the brakes. I have COVID. I don't. I told you that off air, but some of the listeners know. I'm I'm positive. I'm COVID man. I got COVID over here. So this was a real warm blanket to wrap myself up in and go like, as I lay dying, it's just so nice to hear the shrill screams of little girls. And oh, sorry, that's not a little girl screaming. That's Tommy Blaze screaming. Oh, fair enough. All right, <laughs> great work, T Blaze. Do you think you read the cue cards wrong and thought it said scream for him during every single line instead of just talking (laughs) normally to people around him? Do I think that they were all reading cue cards all the time while they were filming this? Yes, constantly. Everyone is looking into the camera. Everyone is looking past the camera. Everyone is just reading their line. Nobody memorized anything in this. Those girls didn't even memorize the song they perform. Well, you save money that way for sure. Uh, how many days do you think they uh, take to film one of these episodes? One episode, one day. One, yeah, it's a one and done. Yeah, maybe sure. two if there's reshoots. Well, ex- well, they they don't have reshoots. They just cut. Like, I don't know if you uh, you probably noticed, but like the first half of this episode is edited so quickly. There are scenes that are like. 15 seconds long we're just like hi i'm this guy hi i'm this guy next scene let's just keep keep moving so i go like maybe they didn't have good takes of a lot of this stuff they were just like you know what if we just keep putting in shots of the mansion then no one's gonna know any different it's a real show yeah you just cut to the mansion huge place by the way uh the guest house looks like 20 times bigger than my house it it's like it looks like a castle like, it doesn't even look like a mansion. It looks like a, like Sting would live there or something like that. It's beautiful. Yeah, or Sting's dad or something. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is it as nice as a as the, the house that a Malibu morning show reporter could own? Certainly not. That's the nicest house there is. Uh, because Mostly because Kate is in that house. This house, it's enormous, but it's empty. There's no, there's no Kate. There's no heart in this, in this house, in this castle mansion. Yeah, there's a bunch of metal statues, like cold, very depressing uh, music uh, statues because Tommy Beverly, played by Tommy Blaze, is a music producer, and he's one of the biggest, and he's one of the best, but he has nothing in his life but a Mexican uh, butler. That's true, named Martin or Marvin. I have it written down as Marvin, but it might be Martin. Dumb to say. And that's dumb. Well, you know, names are names. <laughs> that is dumb. And that's dumb. But we don't meet Tommy Blaze right off the start. We have to we're introduced first to his living assistant, Jamie, a young woman played by Christian singer Jamie something or other. So a lot of people just have the same name as their It's easy to know the characters' names cuz it's all the same names as their regular people. But she's living with Tommy Blaze, trying to make it in the movie industry. No, in the music and- industry. She's like the glue of this whole show. Like she has the most lines and really uh, puts forward the plot and everything. But you, she gets lost because the kids are, you know, cute. And then Tommy Blaze is like a man of action. 
and then you have the Mexican. So you just get the personal assistant uh, in the background. She's like out of my mind immediately when the show turns off. That's fair. I mean, she. I would say that she is the star of this show. I guess we'll oh, find yeah. out as it goes on. But yeah, I agree. She's like... She has way more of a connection with the girls, and we'll get to the girls and who these girls are in a minute, but she has way more of a connection to the girls, but at the end of the episode, all the girls are like, goodbye, Tommy, we love you, and it's like, Tommy's hated you the whole time. Jamie's been so nice to you, and you treat her like dirt. Well, when somebody sees a prolific uh, adult figure like Tommy Blaze and gets yelled at by them constantly, you, you build a respect for that person. Absolutely. That's how you earn respect. Res- respect is earned through fear and intimidation. That's how it works. If you're not scared of someone, you don't respect them. Duh. Who are these little girls? How do these little girls get into our lives? Well, they're super orphans from a super group home that just gets burnt down. That's. I think that's my favorite part about their introduction is like, they're watching TV, like, Tommy Blaze is, like, showing them stuff on TV or whatever, and then a news report comes in that's like, hey, this tragic story of a group home burned to the ground, and three of these girls need a new home. And I went, what about all the other girls who lived in the group home? Did they just die in the fire? Because you're only saying that three orphans need a home, but that place was full of orphans, so where do the rest of the orphans go? Hell? Well, yes, of course. I think it's fair to assume that uh, the rest died tragically, uh, and nobody had any tears for them because they were orphans. Well, of course. Their families are already gone, so they were really just meeting their families again. It's beautiful. We need a ticker for uh, the amount of movies that have an orphan in it. Well, uh, that's two ticks. Christmas orange, Merry Christmas Oranges and the Beverlies. <laughs> well, it's two ticks. Tick at us. Exactly. Hey, if, you, if you've if you got some ticks that you'd like to share with us, send them to pureboyspod at gmail.com or at pureboyspodcast on Twitter. So Start a do- Wikipedia for us. We need facts. Did you know that one of the girls, her first name and her middle, her first name is Raya and her middle name is Sunshine? Did you catch that in the credits? I did not catch that, but that's so clever. Raya, I really love it. Raya Sunshine, some last name. <laughs> just bonkers when I saw that but I already love it I already love it uh, I also think Rhea is a terrible name but worth it for Rhea Sunshine mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely well Rhea and the Last Dragon right that's a thing that exists isn't it isn't that a thing I don't think so I don't know I don't know anything about kids stuff I've never seen a kid show in my life so I don't know what it is I think you're thinking of the Komodo Dragon uh, I'm just trying to get all my buds together for CMMD Cummed, aka Count My Money Day. Ooh, yeah. I really thought we were going to get, uh, you know, introduced to the friend group. And it was going to be like Farty Marty, Reggie, maybe even <laughs> yeah. get a Malibu Dan in there. Oh, I would be absolutely shocked if, like, uh, Chuck from Accounting wasn't there. And uh, uh, maybe even Reginald Val Johnson shows up. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. We've got eight episodes or seven episodes left. Who knows what guest stars are going to show up on this show? We Maybe Jeff Fahey will show up. Maybe Eric Estrada will show up and certainly not drug anyone on the show. Definitely not. He's not the kind of guy that would do that. He's never done it. I The never only would. person I do not want as a guest on this show is Darlin Arlen. Because I can't mm-hmm. see those two men 
in the same scene together. They they embody the same um, part of my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think of them as the same person. Well, yeah, it's it's it would be like going back in time and meeting yourself. It'd be like we just, yeah. we can't exist, and then like there'd be a shimmer and like the universe would collapse essentially. For me, it's the greasy hair and the gaunt eyes. That's what puts you off is greasy hair and gaunt eyes. Both <laughs> his... of their greasy hairs and gaunt eyes. Mm. Did you see how much foundation uh, Tommy Blaze has on in the first like couple of scenes of this movie? He looks like a vampire. Oh, he he is lit like a ghoul throughout this show. He, he is. It's like he's got a. Everyone else is lit normally, but for some reason he has like a bright white light shining from like foot level directly into his face. So it's all of his skin he's completely washed out all the time everyone else looks normal he looks like a friggin monster ghoul it's like such a bizarre choice that i hope continues for the whole series okay here's my theory okay is that they got darlin arlen to play the tommy blaze role um but he just didn't show up for the first day of shooting so tommy blaze had to be the miracle man of Minnesota that he is, and he jumped <laughs> right is. in there. Of course, yeah, he was the Miracle Man. He said, "You know, don't even worry about it. You show, don't worry about lighting or anything like that. Just shove me in place of that walking corpse, Darlin Arlen, uh, Brad Heller. Thank you very much of the Heller method, and uh, and I'll take care of the rest. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, just powder my nose. Hey, hey, hey eight ball corner pocket, you know." <laughs> We should enter more rooms like that. Not you, certainly, because you have COVID. But when you're you're done and free, you should walk into every place and say, eight ball corner pocket. I'll never be done, and I'll never be free. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Thank we can't God get into it. Said it. We can't get into it. <laughs> I want nothing. No. I want nothing more than to talk about this stupid convoy, but we we cannot get into it because it's not a political podcast, and COVID is a political issue. So I apologize yeah, for even there's saying. There's not even enough story. roads in Haiti to have a convoy, so it's mute. Exactly. And when two million truckers descend on Haiti, where are you going to put them all? Nowhere. That's where. out in the ocean. No way. Yeah. Trucks can't float. Trucks. Well, trucks have been known to float if you put the right buoys on them. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, but we don't have enough <laughs> buoys for two million trucks here. That's crazy. Speaking of God, I I am in love with how much Jamie brings up God and how many lines about God there are. And and how many of them end with her going like, if you if you care about that kind of thing. Like, you're yeah. not – don't bury the lead here. Like, don't act like, hey – we're going to push God on you. But, like, hey, we're not actually pushing God on you. Circular thinking is the way she's going about it, and it's it's kind of off-putting. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like it's weird watching someone make illogical arguments, you know? It just doesn't make any sense. It's almost like, I don't know, going to a convoy organized by a bunch of white supremacists and then, like, acting like this isn't a white supremacist rally. It's just such a weird... Anyway, we're here to talk about... This week we're here to talk about 2019's The Beverly's. I almost said hitting the brakes. Hitting the brakes, hitting the brakes, hitting the brakes. <laughs> Counting my dough. <laughs> Counting. Do you have a Count My Money Day? Oh, Count My Money Day. I forgot. I just, all I have written down is CMMD, question mark, and then in all caps, CUMMED. And so I don't, <laughs> I had to rely on my memory of like what's, what that stood for, and I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you used your memory, and it, it pricked you. Oh, yeah. Hey, 
how vomitrocious is that chain link tie that Jamie's wearing at the end of the episode? It's disgusting looking, right? Oh, uh, the pearl one? Whatever it is. It's like knit or something. It's like the yeah, grossest. I loved look- it. It's, it's super cool. And now it's, it's disgusting. It's what's in. Hey, man, you know what's in? 10-year-old girls crumping. That's what's in. Because there's crumping all over this show. And I live for that. So, do you think we're going to see a music video every episode? Yep. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think that's, every episode will have a music video. Yep. That's going to be banding for every episode. It has to be. It's too easy. Yeah. And, like, too good. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's just so good. It was a crumping. It's it crumping. crumping. The one, uh, like, the blonde girl, mm-hmm. she doesn't seem like she has it like the other two girls have. I have that exact same note. The other two girls are way more into this than she is. She is just yeah. kind of, like, there. But, like, the other two are, like, popping, dislocating their shoulders out of their sockets so they can crump better. It's amazing. Yeah. She's keeping up, kind of, and they're just, like, nailing everything. Oh, yeah. But that's why she's in the back. I don't think she ever gets the spotlight, like, like performance in this i think she's just more relegated to the she's the third of the of the girls she's the third and forever will be known as the third yeah gabby is definitely the first gabby's like the the head girl and then and if she couldn't dance the redhead or the brown haired girl would definitely be third oh yeah for sure but nope the way it stacks out it's gabby brown haired girl blonde haired girl that's just how it goes yeah Mm-hmm. Exactly. I do love that. So these orphans, their whole place, their life burns down. And then Tommy Blaze is like, they can stay here for a couple of days while you get everything back together. So they come to stay there. But they're like so rude to him the whole time. Like they're being so rude to him and being like, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to throw your ass Dud. back on the street. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw you in the gutter, child. That's where I'm going to. Where did you come from? The gutter? Well, that's where you're headed back to. Then if you keep sassing me like that. Tommy Blaze, the uh, super music producer, super. took a bunch of money out of a charity that he invested in <laughs> and put it into an investment of inflatable pants. So that's why he's he needs some good publicity. Mm-hmm. Publicity. Because uh, they're roasting him on the news. I mean, he didn't just take it out of any charity. He removed all of his money from the Feed All Children charity. To invest into inflatable pants. Why would anyone trust this man with money? What what an insane thing to do. Oh, inflatable pants, that's the future. What feed the children, Tommy? Okay, so here's the thing is that I love the move by Tommy here. <laughs> he he is bankrolling on himself and maybe makes a billy and puts way more money into feed the children than he ever could have. Very good point. Hey, that's a ri- maybe he flips the script on him. Yeah, I maybe he doesn't because inflatable pants are stupid. Of course, and we also learned that he hasn't produced a hit song, a hit record in five years. That's yeah. like an eternity in in like the music industry. So, so the board's gonna get rid of him anyway. Yeah, you're out of here. The board's got you. Does he run but, his own yeah. record label? Is he the head of a record label and producing albums? Focus on one thing then, Tommy. Hire people to make hits. What? Why are you producing hits? Let the company produce them. I think he's just a super producer. I couldn't see him CEOing nuts. Oh, man. Should we watch Empire then if we're going to watch a show about super producers? Because Empire is all about that stuff. 
I think we already are. I think Tommy, uh, what's his name? Blaze. <laughs> yeah, but like in this, oh yeah, Tommy Beverly, which sounds like a stupid name. Right? I live in Beverly Hill. My name Beverly. Tommy Beverly. Your name is... Arlen Beverly. <laughs> Darlin Tommy Everly. <laughs> so... Hey, Tommy Everly. That sounds like a real name. The Everlys? <laughs> well, that is a real thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, the That's Everly Brothers. Dumb. You know the Everly Brothers on Chain Melody. Hey, they know me. What did you think about the scene where all the girls reminisce about when their parents were alive and they had families? Wasn't that a fun scene? Well, only one of them had. The blonde girl had a family. The other one was raised by a grandma, and then she died. And the other one was the orphan since birth. Right, of course. Yeah, orphan black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the orphan black. Yeah. yeah, but well, but I mean, like, brunette girl had a family. It was just her grandparents raising her. Still counts. Yeah, well, that's not a real. <laughs> so only one of these girls had a real family, but then her parents, <laughs> like, and she said, my parents died a couple months ago. So her parents yeah. were like, are freshly dead, and she's like, well, now I'm living with Tommy Blaze. I'm living in a hotel in my own personal hell. They got pancaked by a semi. Well, yeah. I mean, she they, doesn't know. They gave it up for their daughter's sake. Yeah. Gave her no money, though. Oh, no. God, no. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Oh, there was... I had no family to take care of me. So there was no one to take care of you? Did they not have a will? Do you not have, like... You're Christian. Do you not have godparents? Like, I thought there were supposed to be things in place. There are supposed to, but this happens, like, hundreds of times a day. Kids just get orphaned. <laughs> Like, clack, clack, clack. It oh. happens all the time. You can't fart in the wind without hitting an orphan. They're everywhere. <laughs> you truly can't fart in the wind without hitting an orphan. <laughs> hey, this song's about being a princess because in God's eyes, we're all royalty. Yes. Ugh. Bringing it back to God. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So they must have been brainwashed at their, like, in their group homes then because no one's born christian you are it's forced upon you and then you swallow it and become christian afterwards so like the, like gabby she's super christian but why like where did that come from they might be uh the three uh forces of god the father the son and the holy ghost the father the son and the mustard man yeah yeah reincarnated and they don't know it yet and by the end of the series, they realize that they're God together. I would love nothing more than for that to be the revelation of this show, is that these children are the representatives of God, and, like, maybe the apocalypse happens or something at the end of it. I don't know. Well, season eight, they all sing Amazing Grace during their music video part, and then, like, light shines down on them, and there's a bunch of sparkly things, and then all of a sudden it's, like, Carmen Electra. That's God. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> that, that tracks, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I'd even, I'd, I'd settle for Denise Richards, too. Either way, either one would be just as hot. Yeah, they're like Tommy Blaze and Darlin' Arlen. Basically the same characters in my mind. Oh, my God. Imagine. Imagine if Darlin' Arlen and Tommy Blaze shared the screen together. I know we talked about how that would implode the universe, but honestly, I think that might be a good thing because if it implodes the universe, then we get another Big Bang. Boom. New universe. New chance for new Tommy Blaze material. What do you think? Like a buddy like travel movie? Like a road movie? 
Oh my god, yeah, that would be great. Like, what if they were, I don't know, Smokey and the Bandit? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Cheech and Chong up in smoke. <laughs> well, we can probably split the diff between those. Sure. Is there like a is there like a Cheech and Chong of Coke? Is that a thing? Could that be a thing? There's gotta be, but it's like produced in Honduras or something. Or Haiti? Maybe Haiti. Hey, hey or hey, Haiti. Haiti. Or Haiti could do it. Or hey, maybe Haiti. Maybe Haiti could do it. <laughs> That's our jobs for the Haitian government is popping into very, you know, secure rooms and mm-hmm. going, eh, maybe Haiti can do it. Hey, maybe Haiti. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you, Haiti. Maybe Haiti gets the Olympics. Me? Eh, maybe we get the Olympics this year. What do you think about that? Winter Olympics, Haiti? What do you think? It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, instead of China, for sure, I think we could do it. Is there a China Olympics coming up? Yeah, it's uh, winter, though. Oh. I don't think the Haitians could deal with that. No. We'd probably ship in too much snow. Oh, yeah, that's the problem, right? They'd have to, you know how much snow they'd have to produce because of the hot, hot sun melting it constantly? It would just be an endless parade of snow everywhere. It would be exhausting. You know where they should have the Winter Olympics? Haiti. Oh, where? (laughs) Haiti. No, but seriously. Okay. They should have the Olympics in winter in Antarctica and have it, like, during negative, like, 30 temperatures you got all the slopes you got all the tracks uh-huh make Do it, it make it a permanent fixture of antarctica yeah just build per- a bobsled track one you only need one you can lose it you can use it for luge you can use it for skeleton use it for whatever you want and just it lives there now the olympics lives in antarctica summer olympics you live in antarctica too good luck to you yeah but it's in uh you know the ground near uh, a volcano for well, the warmth. Exactly. It's underneath the ice where the temple from Aliens vs. Predators is. Thank you. Isn't it would be... Oh, could you imagine anything cuter than watching penguins go down a bobsled track? Oh my god, not really. Right? They could would. You... They might die. Well, well that's fair, yeah. <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> They'd fly out. Yeah, it's too fast, yeah. and the friction, and the ice, if there's one. Yeah. They'd be gone, yeah. Well... I guess we'll That's never cute. find out. I mean, we can know. We know what it looks like when penguins tap dance. Die. We know what it looks like when they die. And we also know what it looks <laughs> like when they surf. Even surf with WWE legends. But we don't know what it looks like when they bobsled. And that's really the penguin movie that we want Hollywood to make. Is that beer mug full of bone broth? No, I oh. I finished my bone broth already. Okay. But man, did I spill a lot of bone broth before this episode. Like, it was <laughs> comical. I had bone broth all over the place. I spilt bone broth on my kitty. I was giving uh, the plate with some wet food on it, and I spilt, like, bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> was your cat psyched? I bet they were. Bone broth is, would be a, a treat to a cat. Well, it would be, and it kind of tastes like cat food, but uh, she went for the cat wet food first, and uh, which allowed me time to clean up most of the bone broth. Oh, well, that's good. God bless you for taking care of your cat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, I get, like, so essentially, uh, obviously Tommy Blaze, he's got these girls over, obviously he falls in love with how precocious they are. Just kidding. He sees them perform a dance number and goes, I can exploit these girls. I can yeah. turn them into little darlings of their own, much like me, darling Arlen. And so he allows them to stay in his mansion and become a part of his family, I guess, so he can exploit them. And they are now the Hitting Beverly. the brakes. Oh, yep, the Beverly's. 
Oh, do you want me to? <laughs> was that the end? Are we wrapping that up like that? Okay. Well, I was going to say we got to end with the rule, right? Of co- Well, sorry. Uh, you mean the rules for being in the Royal Beverly Princess Club? But we only get one an episode, I think. Oh, God. So there's eight rules. There's so many rules for being in this stupid kids club. Ugh. I think they're going to drop it. I think this was like a writer's thing that yeah. they were going to do, and we're not going to see it in the next episode. But uh, we did get w- rule one. Yes. What is rule number one for being in the Royal Beverly Princess Club? Uh, I paraphrased it. It's uh, don't hesitate to dr- try something new. Try something new. <laughs> Oh, you didn't paraphrase it. That is what they said. I mean, you changed one of the words, so I guess that's yeah. paraphrasing it. But the rule is don't be afraid to try something new. <laughs> so there we go. Rule number two. Oh, I guess that's it. Just rule number one. Eat that's a shoe. It. Never pay for glue. There you go. Hey, you say Jamie's the glue. Anytime she enters the scene, somebody yells, here comes the glue. Hint, yeah, somebody me. stop me hey hey what do you think of those bloopers they were there uh didn't really pay attention yeah i'm with you uh hey i'm really excited to watch the beverly's if there's going to be like ch- children crumping in every episode count me in that sounds like a good time i am regretting having to look at the clock during the episode every time and wonder when these things are going to end because I just want to get to recording, and I love it. <laughs> well, uh, until next week, I love you. I love you. We, we love you. Love you. Him, 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 him. Him, 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 him.